Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. Hopefully, this is the last time you hear this ad, because with Chime Checking Account, Features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts. Or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. That's chime.com slash goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by financial ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Hello and welcome to the China Shop, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Shopkeeper Dan, and with me as always is Mr. Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm good. I'm excited. Got a whole lot to cover today. So much, so much so happened much. this week. It was a big week. Uh, the biggest news to me was I got a negative COVID test, so I'm no longer carrying the plague. That was your biggest news? Okay. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, it had nothing to do with the stock market. I, I, you know, this is just the, the little, little banter we do about our personal lives before we start talking about money. Oh, yeah, 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 I got you. Come on into the shop with us today. Sit back, relax, rage against the stock market machine. I'd like to welcome any new listeners with us today just joining us. Uh, we're here to smash our way around the China shop. Uh, bullish on everything here at the show. Everything's going <laughs> to win all the time, always. That's, that's what we hope. <laughs> I think we got a great show for you today. Got lots of market moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar. And more options than a vampire at a blood bank. Man, I was going to write down a list of those to do to, to propose some alternates. And I completely, completely dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> you mean uh, it's way harder than you thought to come up with cheesy options jokes. No, what I mean is it's more likely I got my own game and I decided to spend time playing that rather than doing work on the show. All right. Yes, <laughs> I know the feeling. I know the feeling. And as always, folks, we love it when you reach out to us. We love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook. We love your emails and we love your phone calls. And uh, you know how to reach us. Two bulls at financialineptitude.com or just uh, pick up that phone. 725-22-BULLS. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great sexual conquest you had the night before. I don't know. Come on, reach out, talk to us. Please tell us that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this show's all about, getting laid, right? That's, that's what we did. We made a show about getting laid. That's the whole reason to try to make money. <laughs> I think it's time to talk about the bet. Oh, right. Wait, we don't have music for that. I thought I was leading up to that. 
got that all right. Oh, ha. That's not both. I was way too enthusiastic for my terrible performance. We got some music. <laughs> yeah, why don't why don't you uh why don't you lead us off, Kyle? Let us know how your how your pick did. My pick Bed Bath and Beyond was doing great until the earnings were released Thursday morning. It was up to 2157. I was on top of the world. And then they did not do well oh. after that. They missed their earnings, huh? Yeah. I mean, it still made about 5%. So it opened at uh, 17.97 on Monday, closed at 18.94. So my 500 is now $526.99. But when you were up 20% and looking like it was going to keep climbing, that's disappointing. Especially when you know what your uh, partner picked. <laughs> yes, yes. I picked Neo. And coincidentally, when Bed Bath & Beyond was up right the day before that earnings call, some news came out that dropped Neo down for the day. So was that Wednesday, uh, I think it was? That was the, we're going to delist these stocks, and then no, we're not going to delist these stocks, and then yes, we are going to delist these stocks. Those are those Chinese te uh, telecoms. And we're going to add two more. <laughs> and then maybe we'll throw Alibaba in there for the hell of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Alibaba and Tencent. Yeah, we'll throw them in there. <laughs> Uh, that drove Neo down, and I was uh, I was really sad for the day. But by the end of the week, Neo was up. It opened Monday at fifty one twenty. It ended Friday at fifty eight ninety two, or about fifty solid fifteen percent gain, which puts me at uh, five seventy five thirty nine. Oof, too shabby. Uh, I, 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 as long as I can avoid side bets, I could win this month. <laughs> I'm already in the hole, and. Uh, Remember, we also had a random stock. That's right. Which I'm proud to say we both managed to beat. S-O-L-N opened at 51.60 and closed at 51.63 for a new total of $500.29. Oh, big mover on that random stock. We lucked out on getting a random stock that was oil. <laughs> I don't know if we could have gotten a luckier pull on that one. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, well, stay tuned to the end of the episode, folks. We'll let you know about the new bet and what the new random stock we're going up against is. But in the meantime, I think it's uh, what we got going on. Uh, is it time for the news? Let's hear it. Well, it's all for the money. Tune to the show. Need a good story. So my margin grows. I want you listen to all our news. You might learn some things with the China Shop Market News. I feel like we have to start off with the lead up to the whole events with the Capitol building. Mm. So Tuesday, uh, the Democrats actually managed to take control of the Senate, giving them full control with the Democratic president. Yes. Hot stocks, EVs, alternative energy, consumer discretionary stocks are all climbing like crazy. And then the fiasco with the Capitol building happened. Oof. And the craziest thing was that the stocks still went up. While people were breaking into the offices and trashing the place, the stock market was still going up. Market ignored the events at the Capitol. That's <laughs> just noise. Meanwhile, somebody throws a rock at a fucking embassy in uh, Libya and fucking markets crash. <laughs> right? 10,000 people stormed the Capitol building. And like, ah, it's just Wednesday. <laughs> right? Jesus. And I was braced too because I had I had moved on some options that were going to go that my value would go up with along with the Nasdaq. So like when that started happening, I started freaking out like, oh shit, the value of these options is going to disappear. The, uh, but no, no, I think the Nasdaq uh, <laughs> did two and a half percent the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it closed at all time highs on Friday. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. A weird world. Weird. So at first they didn't care weird. about stimulus, but then every time stimulus uh, you know got taken away, then the market would fall. Then they finally passed the stimulus. Yeah. The market didn't jump. Now they have the possibility of getting more stimulus, and everyone's all excited again. Uh, I don't understand it. Yeah, it's an emotional game, and and it's hard to predict. It, it really is. I'm wondering if the fact that the markets are ignoring big political events like uh, Wednesday is sign that we are in an overvalued bubble where people got their blinders on and they're just up, 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 up. 
Like, I don't know what it means, to be honest with you. It's just very strange. Usually big events like this where everyone freaks out on TV and has the, you know, the next president making demands. And uh, normally those kinds of yep. things cause the market to crash. And for some reason that didn't happen. Yeah. It means something, but damned if I know what that is. Right. It appears for the moment, at least, the market is ignoring politics. <laughs> and maybe it's just that excited about the possibilities. Yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, just, just the whispers of new stimulus. It's like, ooh, everybody's going to spend that money. They might spend it at my company. Which is great because a lot of those consumer discretionaries, uh, some of the ones that I was seeing that I was in that had been benefiting from the pandemic were getting rotated out of, I think. And then once those Georgia results happened, they started climbing again. Yeah. Things like Nordstrom and Sonos. Yeah, right. <laughs> I do, I do think that the idea of, of no longer having a split Congress and a, and, and a Democratic president, I, I do think we'll see a correction. Like, there's going to be some pain ahead. Uh, I, I don't know specifically what, you know, what the pain is going to be. But uh, to me, the, the companies that I've already been long-term investing in, I should say the ETFs, things, things like uh, electric vehicles and marijuana, I think they're going to be okay. Um, well... I think we also need to be a little more clear on the split Congress, because the Senate is not 50-50 Democrat-Republican. There's actually two independents that get lumped in with the Democrats, because that's who they caucus with. Right. But, but right. there's two independents that now are going to have a whole lot of power, and hopefully they're moderates. Yeah. <laughs> and they, uh, they Like, the new stimulus isn't for sure. I, I, I've read an, yeah. I read one article, there's already a Democratic senator from Oregon that's like, I don't support that. Right. You know, so so it's if it's 50 50, you can't lose a single vote. <laughs> right. Uh, and when two of them are independents, one of which those independents is Bernie Sanders, who is, let's face it, to the left of where your average Democrat senator is. I guess I should have yeah. uh, looked into those names a little closer. I didn't realize Bernie Sanders was one of them. I would have said one independent then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, look at that. Top right. quality research here in the China shop, guys. Yep. No, we don't miss a thing. <laughs> we don't miss a thing. All right. Let's. Uh, what, what else do we got in the news, Dan? What do you got for us? I came across something interesting going down this week. Uh, Cisco, the uh, networking company, uh, was merging with Acacia, a Chinese company. Uh, $2.6 billion merger. And then uh, Acacia pulls out this week. They're like, yeah... We don't want to be a part of this. Were they afraid that was Cisco going to get delisted? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't think that was that was the reason. Apparently, from from my you know crackerjack research team, companies trying to get out, they they try to get out of mergers all the time, and mm. it usually has nothing to do with whatever they're citing as the reason. Acacia said that the deal. They're backing out because it wasn't approved by Chinese regulators. Uh, we know how much power those guys have. We actually do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, I think we'll, uh, we'll hear more about their power in, in an upcoming news story very soon. Yeah. We'll be within minutes. So, and Cisco says they got a statement from the, the market regulators informing it that their submissions were sufficient to address the relevant competition concerns. So what's going to have might have to be parsed out in court is 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 whether sufficient to address relevant competition concerns is actually the regulators signing off on the deal or not. Right. They may go to court because Acacia's stock has been rising. I mean, it was up nine, almost 10% Friday. The value of that stock now is is significantly higher. I think the deal of the merger said that they'd get it like 70 or 80 and the right. stock's like at 90 or 95. Oh, no, yeah, the stock's at 80 and the, the merger is supposed to be completed at 70. So they've now hit a point where I think Acacia feels like, no, we're worth more than that now. Hmm. Like when AMD uh, bought Zlinx and uh, Salesforce uh, made their per uh, acquisition, both of those, there was some kind of lawsuit that, that popped up. It seems like whenever these mergers and acquisitions happen, somebody jumps in and says, wait a minute, did you get the best deal you could get? Uh, I don't think anything comes of them most of the time, but I don't know, maybe there was something involved with that too. I don't understand how Cisco could go to court 
to force a Chinese company to merge with them? Oh, I'm sure you could ask for it, but nobody's going to be obligated to, I guess, listen to you <laughs> or do what you say. Right? <laughs> no, you're going to merge with us whether you like it or not. Somebody sued me in Tanzania. I would think I'd tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> right. <laughs> really? You wouldn't buy a plane ticket to go to Tanzania to answer the charges? No. Your honor is on the line, sir. Your honor. <laughs> also, wouldn't give them my house if they won their settlement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, any, anyway, so China has little to win by approving the deal of, of having one of their companies merge with Cisco right now uh, in terms of value. I, I don't, I, I actually am thinking that when China, last week we, we talked about how China was like, we're going to, there's going to be repercussions for delisting. Oh, maybe that's part of it. I think this is part of it. I think China is going to start making any trouble they can for American companies be- because of, of the delisting stuff. Oh, that's, uh, that's a good reason to not be in Tesla anymore then because a lot of their market is in China, isn't it? Their growing market. Yeah, China's huge market right now. For Tesla especially. And, and they have. They've been setting up factories. But, you know, Tesla's also got plenty of competition there. All right, so this is going to be a real Asia-heavy news uh, segment, I think, because speaking of uh, power of the regulators, <laughs> I want to touch on a little bit more about Alibaba. Uh, I, saw, uh, yeah. I think I forwarded you the article. I saw a report saying that uh, Jack Ma's not been even seen in public for months and as part of that, he missed the finale of his own show that he runs in, uh, I think it's in Africa. I'm not sure what the exact show was, but he had been planning on attending it to meet the uh, you know the winner of his show. The fact that he missed that, hasn't been seen at all in public, hasn't made any events, hasn't mm-hmm. talked to anybody. The only people that have been saying he's even okay are his friends that are just saying, yeah, he's just hiding. I don't know. I'm <laughs> right. a little worried for him. I hope right. that's what it is, and I hope he's just hiding out and keeping his head down after you know the remarks that he made at that conference in October. At the risk of angering China because because I don't think they're going to send anybody to, to mess with uh, me here in Arizona. Mm. If I was one of Jack Ma's friends and the Chinese government grabbed him and told me, tell everybody he's okay, I would tell everybody he's okay. Yeah, you think that the guy would let a tweet out or something and be like, ah, yeah, just watching a movie, chilling in my digs, enjoying my $37 billion. You know, something. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but no, his friends, he's just laying low. The Chinese government didn't grab him. He's not in a cell. And on a, a not quite related, but kind of related, I did see that China, like, sentenced to death, like, uh, some business mogul for uh, some kind of fraud charges. So They sentenced him to death on fraud charges. Not uh, Jack Ma. This was another famous famous person there. Let's see if I can find the story real quick. Okay, top banker for corruption and bigamy. Wow. <laughs> well, one of these things wow. is not like the other. Alright, Chinese court sentenced former baker and party official to death in a high-profile bribery, embezzlement, and bigamy case that has shocked the country. Does bigamy mean something different in China? Or are they lumping those together? I don't know. Maybe maybe bigamy is a capital offense. Like they're like, you had more than one wife, you bastard. Uh, yeah, it is. He was found guilty of bigamy for living as a man and wife with another woman and fathering children, and of embezzling more than twenty-five million yuan in public funds. Wow. Yeah, sentenced to death. So yeah, they're not afraid to sentence you know high-ranking people to to death there, and hopefully. Hopefully Ma's okay. I'll tell you this, Kyle, uh, paying attention to stock market news, which has led me to pay attention to a lot more news out of China. I'm a lot happier being an American. I mean, not to say I was never unhappy being an American. I'm just saying like the freedoms I have, I'm starting to appreciate them more than I ever had. Yeah, I can agree with that. I like living in a country where where a white collar crime doesn't lead to death. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever decide to embezzle millions from from our company, I know I won't be killed for it. Uh, not from the government, yeah. Well, maybe by you, but not by the government. We're at the point where we have millions. As long as you don't take it all, I think I'll take that at this point. <laughs> Explain that to your wife. All right, there's still more to this Alibaba, though. So as you recall, we're talking about the antitrust probe that they're going through. Well, China's now censoring their state media on it. Oh! Um, And we also touched on this a little bit uh, earlier, but uh, they're also one of the stocks now being considered for delisting in U.S. exchanges. Yeah. Wow. So it's secret. Secret government judgment. Yeah. That's that's, that's scary. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, what's crazy is 
I just saw on uh, Jim Cramer on Friday, they were like, Baba's at a buy. Hmm. I was like, yeah, I thought, I, looking at it, the price, I'm like, yeah, it's at a buy. But with all the context of it, I don't think it's a buy. Yeah, I'm afraid of it right now. Like I said, I sold mine off last week. Uh, yeah. I, think I'm, I think I'm done with them for a while, at least until there's some positive news coming out. Or, you know, Jack Ma pokes his head up and says, Hi, guys. Why is everyone so upset? So Jack Ma pokes his head up and then says, Hey, guys, why is everybody so upset? By the way, I'm stepping down and this other person's going to run Alibaba. That's oh, when uh, I'll get into it. Actually, I probably should have mentioned this uh, when we first started talking about it, but Jack Ma actually already has stepped down. He hasn't ran the company for a couple of years now. He's just, uh, I think, a majority oh, really? shareholder. Yeah. Oh, okay. Was he actually running Ant, or he was just uh, poised to make even more billions off of Ant? Uh, he's uh, one of the major stakeholders of Ant, too, so he was just poised to make money. Uh, I think everything that China's mm. doing to Alibaba and with the Ant IPO is all just designed to hurt him financially after his statements. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, some sort of weird retribution. Yep. Wow. All right, Dan. Wow. Give us another news story. Oh, right. I, ha you know, I like to pay attention to metals uh, and their value. And uh, we've talked previously before about how a traditional hedge for inflation is precious metals, gold and, and silver, both, both of which are used in manufacturing. Well, it seems this week, uh, I should say Friday specifically, gold plunged 4% and silver went down 10%. Hmm. Uh, as US, U.S. Treasury yields it went up and the value of the U.S. dollar was going up. So the value of gold and silver were going down. That's interesting because your XME, your metal and mining um, fund, I mean, it, it dipped down a little bit uh, yesterday, I think. But on the whole, it's been up on the week, 10%. Yeah, it's, it ended Friday at uh, 36 something. So it's just uh, the yeah. gold and silver then is what it's looking like? It's not all the all metals? Yeah, not all metals. Um, yeah, the XME is, is, is metals and mining. Uh, but just, yeah, gold and silver in terms of the them being used as a hedge against inflation mm -hmm. we're seeing people moving out of gold and silver the the treasury yield bonds the 10-year bonds uh went up which means you know despite the fact that the fed is still printing money like gangbusters and that's what's driving the equities market bonds went up in fact uh, uh i was reading that some people are speculating the fed might have to change what they're doing because they don't want that bond yield to go up so fast i think yeah. bitcoin is actually starting to take the place of gold as the inflation hedge the way that it's been you running. know yeah that's exactly a lot of uh, what i've been seeing a lot of, a lot of the analysis of of gold gold going down uh bitcoin topped 40 grand on Friday. Yeah, there, uh, I actually found a stock ticker talking to a guy at work. Um, he gave it to me. Uh, GBTC. Um, that is an index fund, basically, that you can use to track Bitcoin. But that one's been hitting new highs. Bitcoin's been hitting new highs. Bitcoin now has options uh, available for 300000 now. I wow. mean, yeah. I think Bitcoin is now the new hedge. And also, if Scott's still listening uh, in Arizona, I'd like to know what happened, or what you did with your uh, your gold fund. If you uh, you know, if you're still riding it out, or if you ended up cashing out when it was trading a little more favorably last week. Yep, that Scott, please let us know because I feel bad. I I've been bullish on metals, and I remember expressing a bullish sentiment. <laughs> yeah, GBTC, uh, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. That's uh. That's got my attention. That could be that could be the fourth ETF in my long-term plan. I've been I've been looking for a fourth. I think if you're going to play with that though, just put a real tight stop loss on that guy. With the yeah. way the volatility of Bitcoin is, you just never know when it's going to lose eighty <laughs> percent. Right in 2017, it had that eighty-five percent pullback. It it and and the volatility has gone up. The implied volatility has gone up now that it's broken forty thousand. Because remember, just in December, it was at 20000 So... Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> uh, that's that's pretty quick. You know, I, I, I've told you, I've got a few friends that, uh, that trade heavy in the cryptos, and they're all doing just fine. Yep. <laughs> sure they're really happy right now. <laughs> just fine. I want to talk about Neo Day. I was going to not mention any of this until after the bet picks were made to try to keep you from staying in your bet pick for another week. 
Oh, for doing exactly what I'm going to do? I mean, yeah. you don't know. Well, yeah. I could pick any stock. I'm pretty sure you're going to be riding this. So NEO unveiled their new ET7 sedan. The cost is going to be between $70,000 and $81,000, depending on the options. You can even get it cheaper if you go for a subscription plan uh, for the batteries. Uh, that just comes with a monthly fee, but keeps you from having to buy the battery pack. So with the subscription plan, uh, instead of waiting for you, you know, to have to charge the batteries, uh, this allows you to go to a charging station, have them swap them out, and it's a process that takes about three minutes, I think. Damn. So basically, like going to a gas station and filling up a tank. Uh, the units should be shipping in early. 22 so not quite ready yet uh, they also as part of this revealed a new 150 kilowatt battery pack Whoa. and this is where the comparisons to tesla come in uh the range that they're claiming is a thousand kilometers on a single charge and that's about 621 miles holy shit the tesla model 3 for comparison is 263 miles per charge or 353 if you get the long range version and on Whoa. top of that, they also announced that they partnered with NVIDIA to develop autonomous driving capabilities, which they already claim that what they have now is better than Tesla's. Wow. So Neo is going to be hot next week, I think. I think that thing is going to be screaming. Well, goddamn, I'm glad I've been uh, in Neo yeah. for a while. <laughs> and I have a feeling I'm going to be losing this uh, this month's bet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, well, you know, I hope so, but I am biased, so. <laughs> All right. Do you have any other stories? I got a couple other quick ones. I, I, I don't. I don't. Okay. Uh, I wanted to quickly touch on Plug. Uh, Plug uh, recently uh, received an investment, a $1.5 billion investment, as they entered a partnership with the SK Group. Um, the goal of this is to accelerate hydrogen economy expansion in Asian markets. Uh, that stock uh, mm. was flying on Friday on this news. They've been flying a lot. Yeah. I got a real quick, just kind of fun story here, but kind of scary at the same time. We like our Elon Musk stories. So here's a here's, here's yes. one for you. Elon Musk told his followers uh, a couple days ago or just recently to, to use Signal. Uh, he's referring to this messaging app called Signal. But there's an unrelated company called Signal Advance, and its stock price rose 1,100% on the news of that message what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how crazy is it that one tweet can send a stock you know 11 fold jump in price oh like that goodness. that's insanity what yeah no that, that and that just goes to show how much of an emotional game this is yeah but what's to stop somebody like that from uh you know looking up a random stock buying a bunch of it and then saying Hey, I think this is a good buy. Boom. 1,200%. Uh, he just, you know, <laughs> like, what's to stop somebody from doing that? Nothing. <laughs> I want to be that famous. Good Lord. Yeah. Hey, guys, buy Neo. We're buying it. Right? <laughs> Tell your friends. Uh, all right. Well, I think that wraps up news. Finally. Wrapping up news. All right. All right. Hey, folks, just so you know, two bulls in a china shop. Brought to you by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender. Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She's got over 20 years experience and has helped thousands of homeowners. And whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Licensed in 25 states and growing, reach out, see what Sue could do for you. Best way to reach her is just give her an email at spullen at fairwaymc.com. That's s. Pullen, P-U-L-L-E-N, at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289, and Sue Pullen has an MLS number of 206048. So reach, reach out, see what she can do for you. Find out what Sue can do for you. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to trademark yeah. that before she does and hold it hostage for more ad revenue. Yeah, right. <laughs> charge, charge her for it. Yeah, you know, and if you bought a bunch of Bitcoin a few years ago you might be in the market for a lot of houses so yeah now's the time no kidding <laughs> yeah. yeah move that into real estate before uh before the bitcoin bubble bursts yeah that's solid advice hey kyle you know what time it is it's time for some stocks music we got music this time right mm -hmm. key the music just put those stock tickers on the list go through the charts so nothing gets missed Today's trades, they could all turn to gold 
I'm playing stocks till I'm out of the hole. Oh, so I, I, uh, all my action was in, in options. Um, mm. but I feel like I need to talk about the results of those options because at one point I moved my stock money into my options bets. And then when the bets ended, I moved them back in. That happened on Wednesday. Okay. Like, so, so literally I, I moved, sold off all my long-term stocks for the options bet. On Wednesday, I moved back in to hail the electric vehicle ETF. I moved back in to, to, I actually split between the three pot ETFs that I like. I, I split the money three ways because I couldn't decide which one. Yeah. Uh, MJ, YOLO, and, and MSOS. And then I uh, moved into a new one uh, that wasn't, I wasn't previously into before, which was TAN. T-A-N is a solar energy ETF because I'm like, uh, mm. the Democrats took the Senate. Or, well, barely. Democrats tied the Senate. Uh, so so those, those were my moves. I mean, I bought in on these on the 6th, just from the 6th, the just, just the 6th, 7th, and 8th. The EV ETF, HAIL, H-A-I-L, up 8.5%. Three days. The ETF is up 8.5%. Hang on, I'm not sure I was following you when you said that. Uh, are you saying the days you missed were up 8.5%? No, I'm saying I bought back in on the oh, 6th, okay. which I believe was Wednesday. So you have good moves to report. That's a change. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, uh, and of course, marijuana, MJ, was, is up uh, 11% since I bought it on Wednesday. Like, these are three days. Three-day okay. moves. 11%, YOLO up 9%, MSOS up 7%. Have your uh, your marijuana stocks have they been kind of falling off uh, towards the end of the week? So I feel like mine spiked and then have been kind of coming back down to earth. Oh, they they did. They spiked Thursday. They hit their highs. Friday they slid back. Uh, but they're they're still for the week. The trajectory is very up. So you remember that bill that they passed in the House to decriminalize marijuana mm -hmm. that never got voted in the Senate? Yep. Like, is that one they can still bring up now? Is that something we're going to see here in the future, like real soon? Oh, oh yes. I feel like if that vote goes through and they actually do decriminalize it, take it off the schedule list, uh, we could see another really big jump. Oh, uh, yes, I agree. And we will. But I don't think it will happen fast because uh, the the focus right now is on the, the COVID and the stimulus. Uh, as, as far as we've been told by uh, Vice President-elect, sorry, President-elect Biden. <laughs> Wait, Vice President-elect <laughs> President Biden? President-elect Vice President Biden. There we go. President-elect Vice President Biden. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to focus on the on moving moving the economy and and getting the virus under control first. So I don't expect this to happen till the summer, uh, but we don't know when it will happen. But uh, I do believe it will happen. I imagine it might happen sooner rather than later because we're going to need some more revenue coming in to fund all these. Uh, you know, projects that the Democrats want to implement. In fact, Silly you might see Kyle. it. They're going to raise taxes. That's what they'll do. Yeah. Let's see how much people love that. Anyway. Yeah. So, so that's the only exciting stuff I had in stocks. I did lose some money on uh, JMIA. That, that, that hurt my soul. I made some money on QS. Uh, they, they had another 30% drop on Monday, which I bought in after on Tuesday and then wrote it up for a bit. And now they're, they're dropping back down. Yeah, I think I sold on on thir Thursday. That's that's about my my store in stocks. You done with your stocks? I uh, I am done with my stocks. I just wanted to to plug and let people know that right now, hail the EV ETF and uh, uh, all of the marijuana ETFs doing great right now. Solar fuel cells, fucking um, Bloom Energy, all those have been pushing highs again. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's part of like owning the hail ETF is is you know let let the ETF pick the individual companies. Uh, but you said hail is EV. I, I I'm talking in... about alternative energy too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's a really good point. They're all going up. Yep. T A N Tan, the solar ETF that I moved into, mm -hmm. it opened the week at one o one o five, and it's end the week at uh, one nineteen. So. 
I think your uh, your Friday Pick'em contribution for this uh, week was a solar company as well, Sunrun, I believe. Yes, they're hitting new 52-week highs. They're they're a company that I've traded in the past when they were they were doing a good run. Yeah. Sunrun started the started the week at 70, which was that was where they were at when I was playing with them. That was about as high as it got, and I sold out, and they dipped down. They ended the week at 97 dollars 30 cents right so uh uh blue wave 37 percent in the past week uh i didn't see it coming i honestly i i I didn't think the dems had a chance until the day before the election that's that's when that's when it clicked in my brain like dan you're you're framing this wrong (laughs) (laughs) anyway all right so uh what did you what did you have going on in stocks this week huh uh not a whole lot um i still holding on to my bed bath and beyond uh shares i tried to sell them pre-market when i saw the miss yeah i had a chance to get out at twenty dollars a share and i did not click the stupid am extended hours option on there it scroll down to get it didn't get it in time and i ended mm. up missing out on it so now i'm stuck holding those uh i still think they're gonna rise um just on the hopes of more stimulus and uh just having democrats win control of everything i think it's going to cause that to to go up uh once everyone gets over yep. the news of them and their earnings uh loss or miss uh, but yeah, I'm still stuck holding those, even though I need to get rid of some of them so I can clear up my margin balance. Uh, the only <laughs> other move I actually made was I sold Nike in my Roth account. I uh, remember I bought those uh, right before Nike reported their earnings. I uh, sold those for a slight, you know, 5% gain. And then I moved all of that into F-Cell. And I did that because I was seeing options alerts on F-Cell coming up. Yeah, I got to say F-Cell on my bouncers list, watch list. And they haven't they haven't gone down for a while. Yeah, like I I'm about to move them off the bouncers list to just the this one's going up list. <laughs> well, next segment we get the options. Uh, I got some alerts. I think they're part of that. Um, but yeah, it's a slow week for me in stocks. I did most of my stuff in options this week. I do have some earnings to go over for reals this time i know i've been mentioning it the last three weeks in a row and i don't even care about this company anymore uh carnival cruise lines on monday confirmed this time they will report their earnings i don't even know why we're still talking about it anymore i think it's just kind of turned into a bit of a joke now at this point but two that i actually am kind of excited for are three of them on the 14th we've got taiwan semiconductors tsm also delta airlines uh tsm has been trading at an all-time high around 118 um i've been playing with that one but it was below 100 don't have any more position in there i'm kind of wishing i still did i think the lead up to their earnings release is going to be good i'm not sure if they're going to be able to do enough to keep that run going uh delta well you know i've heard that there's actually a shortage of semiconductors at the moment really i know there's a shortage of cards because i think uh bitcoin has gotten profitable again so like nobody can find gpus anymore video cards are hard to find yeah everything is getting computerized and semiconductors are part of every computer so yeah we've hit a global shortage of semiconductors we can't make them fast enough well, if you recall, we saw FedEx run out of space on their trucks, and they still went down. So I'm not sure. That's true. I think when something's had this much of a run, I'm not sure that it's going to keep going. Uh, Delta, I'm more <laughs> interested in if they post another bad report. If that stock drops, I'm wondering if now is the time to start trying to jump into some of these airline stocks. Mm, well, especially as vaccines roll out. Like right. Every person that gets a vaccine is going to be like, well, I can fly. Hey, exactly. I just got over the virus, and now I'm thinking like, well, I'm good. Yeah, you should be safe, right? All right, on the 15th, we've got JP Morgan. They've mm. recently just had a bunch of price upgrades, and I know I saw an options alert on them, but damned if I can find it anymore. I did save the calls when that came out, and it was $140 calls that expired in, I think it was either the 15th or the 22nd, I can't remember. But there, well, it had to have been the 22nd. I think it was the week after the earnings. That's why I was excited for seeing that alert come out. Options alert along with earnings. That might be one to try to ride through earnings. Uh, it's a little pricey though. It's trading around 136 right now. And then the last yeah. one I have on my list, it's actually the report Monday after the bell is Logitech. Uh, that one's trading at all time highs. And I'm only mentioning this because I'm thinking about shorting the stock right before their earnings are released. Um, this mm. one, I think, is going to run up until their earnings comes out, and I think it's going to fall after they do. I think some of these stocks are getting to the point where expectations are just too high. Yeah. Like, they're just getting unrealistic. Uh, are we ready to move on to options? Yeah. Music. You've got to know when to hold them. 
Know when to sold them Know when to walk away Those calls are done You never count your money When you're holding on the contracts There'll be time enough for counting When the options exercise <laughs> All right. You know, this week I had the best options movement of my life. I feel like I finally saw some options success with MJ. And if you recall, I had, as the price of my option that expired, oh, it's actually expired on the 15th, though I moved out of all of them. Yeah. I, I kept, like, as it went down, I kept buying more. And it resulted in. I actually did, at its lowest price, uh, buy maybe a third to a quarter of my total mm-hmm. that, I, that I ended up having. And so we hit this week with the, the uh, Georgia election. Oh, wow. I saw MJ. I had $15 calls, and MJ was at like 14 and, and change, like 1430, 1440. And it went up like I could not have dreamed. Hmm. Of those calls, the lowest price I bought at was at 39 cents. I think I had to buy them at 40 because Robin Hood. But anyway, uh, yeah, like 40 <laughs> cents a contract. When it hit 90 cents a contract, I played it safe. I, I, I Part of me, like, you, you know, we were texting. I wanted to, like, you only live once. I won't go all it. But I right. thought, no. The week before, I had been so down and miserable about how much I had been lost when it had gone down to 40. I had I vowed to myself, you will make a profit when you're able to make a profit. So uh, I sold three quarters of them. And, and I know I could have made a lot more money on this, but, but I'm still proud that I sold three quarters of them when it hit 90 cents which put me at a profit for the whole trade. Like yeah. I made my money back, uh, uh, plus uh, I think I gave myself like 10 or 15%. It was about 12, I think you texted me, yeah. Yeah, 12, 12. So I sold those off and then I moved back into my long-term positions that I'd sold off to move into the MJ options when they were so cheap. I knew it was risky and I sweated for a while, but it ended up working. Uh, so, so and, and then, and then the next day I sold a couple and then the next day I sold them all for, oh, I don't even have the, the percentage in front of me, but yeah, I made quite a bit of money, almost, almost be- between 50 and 70 percent ish, uh, which is huge. <laughs> that's, that's a huge movement, uh, because at one point and, and, uh, I'm not recommending this to anybody at one point when those options hit, uh, hit 40 cents, I literally moved my entire Robinhood portfolio into those options. That's all, that's all I had. Wow, that's ballsy. It's, it was ballsy, but it worked. And, and so now, like, I think I looked at the, what, I, what I was doing for the month, and it was, uh, it was at almost, uh, <laughs> almost 200%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, best trade of my life. I know I just had one of those a couple of weeks ago in stocks, but uh, when you do it in options, it's, it feels a lot more satisfying. Oh, with options, because you, you know, you can turn a thousand dollars into twelve thousand, like with the snap of yeah. a finger. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Yeah, if if I if if I had the, it would have been the wrong move. But if I had just kept them all and sat, I I would have uh, tripled my gains. <laughs> from what I I mean, my, my yeah my my gain for the month was two hundred percent. I would have been like six hundred percent or five hundred percent. It was ridiculous. I'll tell you why that was the bad move. To just leave it all in there, because that's what I did with uh, Bed Bath and Beyond and my options. When I had a chance mm-hmm. to sell the ones that I had for about a seventy-five cent a contract gain, and I didn't because I was being stubborn and I wanted a certain price and I didn't get it, and I was also so confident that they were going to do well that mm. it just felt like everything had flipped. I was back on top, and no. When the world crashes down on you and you lose everything, then you wish you sold some of it to block that, at least not a loss in. That's that's honestly why on the lead up to the Georgia election, when it hit 90 cents a contract, I sold as many as I did yep. Yep. because I didn't want to be in that position. And a week earlier, I had been in the position where it's like, wow, I've really lost so much money on these stupid MJ options. Why am I why am I doing this? Uh, I didn't want to go back to there. <laughs> Such an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
So was that this week that Bed Bath & Beyond happened? Because that's all I really have for options this week is is I sold my MJ calls. Yeah, that was this week. Uh, luckily, the ones I have expire next week, so I've got a little bit of time to try to recoup some of that value. But they're $20 calls and a stock that's trading at like 19 Mm, That's rough. So, yeah. And I had a bigger premium because I think I bought them when they were trading about 19 two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, next week for me is going to be rough because I'll be eating losses from those options contracts. I've also got JMIA that I'll probably be eating because I don't think that's getting up oh, to $50 a share here in the next five days. They plummeted. We didn't talk about that in stocks, did we? JMIA plummeted this week. Oh, and then it God. rebounded and then it fell again yesterday. It looked like it was going to keep jumping and it did not. Uh, I've also got Clorox put uh, puts that are expiring. I sold three quarters of those off previously. I think we talked about those. So the what I have left is paid for, but it's still going to show up as a loss for the week, as realized because I already counted right. the other when I do my you know my uh, trade log uh, trade log for the week. Uh, mm-hmm. The only thing I got going for me right now is Neo. Oh, Neo. <laughs> I bought $55 calls uh, that expire next week, next Friday at $450 a contract. I uh, sold half of them yesterday just before close. It's uh, basically $607 and a half average. And nice. got the rest of them still in hand. Uh, I almost sold another one. If the price would have hit $650, I would have sold a third or the another 25%. Uh, just missed that target, so I'm still holding half of them. And oh boy, I've never been so happy to miss a target. Right? Uh, just Saturday, just the Neo Day. I mean, oh boy. I yeah. think Monday's going to be huge. Uh, the only other yeah. trade I made was I texted you when the JP uh, Morgan uh, option alert came out. Uh, Bank of America had another one uh, for $33 or $34 calls, actually. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I actually bought some of those Bank of America calls and then it went down. So, yeah, I bought them at $33 calls because I wanted to get closer to the. I didn't think Bank of America is one of those stocks that's going to move a whole lot. So I tried to get closer to the actual, I think they're in the money when I bought them. Uh, I knew I should have waited uh, and not bought them when yeah. I did. Yeah. I knew it. I didn't do it. I got excited when it started going back up again. I bought them at 113 on Thursday and then Friday dropped. Uh, let's see, what are they worth now? 83 cents right now. Mm. So yeah, it sucks to take a 30 cent loss on those contracts just right off the bat when I knew I could have waited a day. I knew to wait. I didn't wait, but I might buy some more. Yeah. Depending on what JP Morgan does, I might buy some more of these. I bought I bought thirty three fifty. I bought a I bought calls at thirty three fifty. Ah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's bu- what the alert was for. I bought them at eighty six cents a contract and they're currently at sixty three cents a contract. Uh, so not as bad. That's why you nah. don't that's the downside of buying them closer to the money. You pay more, yeah. but you lose more value. But it also goes up faster when it goes the other direction. Right. And they, they expire uh, the 29th. So Which, that's the uh, week mo- that their earnings come out, I believe. I actually am looking at Monday buying more. <laughs> I am thinking about waiting to see what JP Morgan does on the 15th because, mm-hmm. I mean, they're basically the same sector. They're pretty similar. I think that's going to tell you more than anything else what Bank of America is is looking towards you see i i just i just feel like the sentiment towards banking right now is is good and yep seeing those options alerts with the yields rising democratic victories all this yeah everything is also jobless claims drop uh, betting being better than expected all that's all that's good for the financials i think just like i did with marijuana like as it drops if i keep putting more in i think uh like you said those earnings We'll see. We'll see. This week will be very telling because a lot of times there are uh, just a lead up to earnings regardless of what the earnings end up becoming. Yep. And I also think uh, <laughs> if JP Morgan has good earnings, you'll probably see some sympathy trading with Bank of America. If JP Morgan has good yes. as a, a jump, then Bank of America will most likely jump as well. Yes. All well, right. That'll be fun. Should we close up with some alerts? Yeah. What are, what are the uh, the alerts we've seen? All right. Uh, we already kind of talked about J.P. Morgan and Bank of America. Plug Power. I mentioned this a little bit earlier. I think one point one nine million dollars invested in thirty dollars strike uh, with a March nineteenth expiration date. And this was this Whoa. bet was made after the SK deal was announced. Uh, that's a that's a big bullish bet. But uh, if you look at the fine print, uh, <laughs> it's a little bit more mixed overall. Uh, on 
let's see, there were uh, $36 calls bought and sold minutes apart. Um, so that means somebody bought a whole bunch of $36 calls and somebody sold a whole bunch of them. Uh, $1.55 million bearish bet, $1.81 million bullish bet, and then a February 19th $49 puts were bought uh, with a $609 bearish bet. So two bullish moves, two bearish moves. People are kind of mixed on that one. Oh, but, they've moved up so much yeah. that I get I get hesitant, but then again, like look at Tesla. They keep but, moving yeah. up. Yep. <laughs> Hydrogen is the big deal, and it's oh. only going to get bigger. <laughs> Last one I have on my list, Skechers. Next mm. Friday, $35 calls, $1.3 million bet. And let's pull up Skechers real quick, because I think they might have earnings coming up, too. Uh, no, earnings uh, February 4th. Why are people excited about this? That's that's an interesting one. That's a good question. I have no idea. I have to make that <laughs> my bet pick. I think it's stimulus news striking back. Like, we saw people uh, buying a lot of Nike <laughs> all through last year. Yeah, but... Uh, people, people, people buying shoes when they're not going outside. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one. Uh, that's why I threw that on my list, because that one was just kind of strange in general. I think that wraps up our options segment. Ooh. All right. Well, what does that bring us to? Uh, so Kyle, what did you have for the good? Uh, the only thing good I can point to is my Neo calls. And I'm calling this early. Uh, I should probably wait until they're actually good next week, but still feeling strong. Oh, you, they were what? $55 strike price? Yeah. Trading at oh, 59 well, yeah, they're, they're currently worth about $6. Yeah, yeah I think you're doing okay. <laughs> yeah, but uh, a lot of the volatilities that was built into those, you know, it's going to be going to lose a lot of that as soon as uh, now that Neo Day is over. So once they open, they're probably going to lose about $2 worth of value off the bat. Really? Yeah. That's just like buying yeah. options uh, that expire after an earnings release because the uncertainty of the earnings is going to be priced into it. So you'll notice like the day after the earnings are announced, you automatically lose a large percentage of the options values. Even on a put? Uh, either way. Oh, wow. Yep. I did not That's know that. That's part of the volatility factor. Which, which Was that the Vega? Yeah, the Vega. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, my good was my MJ options because the... I, I, I got to sell the last of them above my dream target when I was buying them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's always good. Always good. Uh, I, I ended up, yeah, the lowest I bought, I first bought them at $1.20 and then I kept buying them as they dropped all the way down to 40 cents. And I think the last ones I bought were at, uh, was, sorry, sorry, the last ones I sold, when I sold the last of them, it was at $2. Nice. And oh yeah, that feels good. I honestly, right? And I didn't think they would get above a buck fifty when I sold them. <laughs> like when I was originally laying out all my all my different plans for for how to move forward uh, with MJ, depending on what it did. Like my dream scenario was it gets to a dollar fifty. Remember that time I bought uh, a Zoom call like that expired right after their earnings were reported. That was a hundred dollars out of the money, and it ended up making me like two thousand or three thousand, like off of one contract. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so crazy! So crazy! <laughs> oh, I fucking love options, right? I can't, I can't quit, can't quit you. That's your bad. I, I, I forgot to cover this in options, but uh, I, I actually did buy some Neo calls. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I, I, I bought them right before it dropped. And, uh, because they, I, uh, I didn't give them time. I was like, this is just, I had gold rush fever. Okay. I did so well on MJ options and my account was so flush with cash that I was like, yeah, I'll buy some Neo options that expire Friday. Why Friday? Why'd you pick Friday? That's what I, I can't don't figure out. No. I don't know. I you know, I don't know the whole thing was about Neo Day. I right. Uh, so so uh, it was the gold rush fever, man. Yeah, I was just like real. those. Buy it's real, folks. 
and then yeah exactly what i started thinking to myself because when it went down normally if it's if i'm buying options on something i believe in like mj or or neo uh, i want to give it some time right mm -hmm. oh yeah and it went down and deflated and the next day it never quite got back so i sold them for a bit of a loss and then friday uh i don't i've never held an option to the day it expires so i don't know if I, I don't, I don't know if I would have been able to, what I would have been able to sell them for, but uh, I sold them at a, at a slight loss. Uh, I think, I, I think I lost like ten percent on them. Yeah, fifteen percent. Uh, that, that was terrible. Not bad. Yeah, you for been, options, <laughs> would have been up quite a bit if you would have waited one more day. <laughs> or oh, if I, if I bought them for for the next week and yeah, exactly, leaned more money into it. Yeah, I'd be doing just fine. But yeah, whatever, live and learn. All right. What was uh, your bad? Uh, my Bank of America options trade. Uh, <laughs> I knew it as I was doing it. I should have waited. Always get a better price than what the alert comes out at, and I didn't. Right. And I paid the price. We have the well, benefit it's, it's not of you know being able to buy smaller amounts, so we don't have to take whatever price you know we get. We need to yeah. use that to yeah. our advantage to try to squeeze out the little bit of extra margin that we can. And, and I also knew the same thing, and I made the same mistake. Bank of America. Uh, what was your ugly? Oh, um, that would have been my, uh, my, my JMIA shares. Oh, that's funny. We had the same thing, except mine were options that are now completely yeah. worthless. <laughs> we, we, we did have the same thing. JMIA started the week at 38, and I had, uh, a, a, <laughs> I had shares. And of course, was it the sixth, the, the day that my MJ was doing so good, uh, I sold it because by the sixth, when I sold it, it, it had dropped almost 15% for the week. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it hit, it hit my stop loss. Yeah. And so I sold out of my Jumia. And then like literally the next day, it's, it's back up <laughs> to 36, it, you know, it jumps like jumped like five or six it was, bucks a, it was it was a big yeah, rebound it went from 33 33 up to 37 and then oh no no it ended the day at 39 yeah, yeah. went from 33 to 39 it ended the day higher than it was when it opened the week so i was like ah you stupid stop loss <laughs> ah. uh it, and of course it, it ended the week at uh, 37 so yeah uh lost lost a good amount of money on but Jumia by having a stop loss, and uh, uh, that, that was pretty pretty ugly for me. I lost a good amount on Jumia on my options calls, and I don't think there's anything saving it. That needs to hit fifty dollars in five days, so I need see if it's trading at thirty seven. Mm. I need about so you need, I need about over two dollars a day on average for it to rise, and that's just wow. to get to uh, the in the money. That's not even to make money. <laughs> so I still had to cover the premium. So. You just you just needed to go up thirty five percent. No big deal. Yeah, yeah, I think that qualifies <laughs> for ugly. Yes. Yes. All right, all right, Dan. Let's wrap this episode oh. up. Let's wrap it up with the bet. Stocks. Ah, in the center of a universe. That's for every one of us. Consequence for one of us Make our picks with no regret Every open, every close, every spread It's the mighty bear Whoa! God damn, I love that song <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, loser goes first Oh, man, I'm so not used to doing that Although I should get used to it Because I've done it uh, twice in a row now Yeah all right, I was initially thinking about Skechers, uh, but I've decided to change my mind. I did a quick check on uh, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust that we were looking at earlier, uh, and seeing mm -hmm. that it dropped on Friday makes me a little bit happier about trying to pick that one. I think I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with them. My, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my trust in Bitcoin this week. Ooh, lock it in. Final answer. Oh snap! So okay, that's that's a, that's not that's not a bad bet. I mean, the volatility's high. It, it could go it could go down, but 
Bingo! Uh, I'm not going to lie. When... But this was the only one two, that should at least two... scare you. Kyle, two weeks ago, when I was talking to my friend and we were, we were, uh, we were going to set up that uh, guest appearance interview, mm-hmm. um, I, I left that and he, he invited me to Coinbase. It's an app for trading cryptocurrencies. And I was like, oh, I think I'll buy this Ethereum. It's not Bitcoin. Yeah, uh, yeah, It's a yeah. different cryptocurrency. I know, yeah, that's the other, yeah. It was at 700 and now it's at like 1200 Yep. Like, I, I, I never hit a buy point. I never got in on it. And now I'm like, what was I thinking? Anyway, <laughs> that's not my bet, though. Uh, I do think that that's a good bet pick and uh, you're going to be competitive or you're going to be really crying. Uh, <laughs> this this bet could be yay! over. This bet could be over two weeks into the month. Yeah, this 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 could lock in the end because you know you know that uh, I'm doing the old double down on Neo. I know, and uh, like like you did with Virgin Galactic. Well, to be and, fair, do uh, I have to beat you now, or am I just trying to beat random? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, for for me to to put a consequence on you? No, oh, I you guess you beat still me. get that. Yeah, okay, fine. That's just for the listeners to try to get in on it. <laughs> Oh, speaking of the random, um, you ready? We, now that we both have our bet picks, I am ready. What's what's the random All pick right. that we're we're competing against? I'm on randomstock.net. I have New York Stock Exchange selected, and I'm clicking the button to get a stock. All right. Oh no, right. that's a tough one. Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines (RCL). <laughs> Shit. They don't have earnings this week, do they? No, but Carnival does. And if Carnival reports anything positive, they can go up on sympathy. And these guys are big beneficiaries of uh, stimulus news. Stimulus and vaccine news. Yeah. Oh, that could be a rough one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn oh. it. Oh, we lucked out last week. <laughs> we lucked out last week, but that, our luck is run dry. Stupid random. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, I'm excited to find out what happens on that terrible, terrible uh, disappointment, as they say on Top Gear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, folks, thanks for sticking around, joining us. Uh, we love you, and uh, we're looking forward to reaching out in uh, next week's episode. Find out who won the bet, and send us your consequences because. Uh, You've actually got a good shot, it's looking like now. <laughs> yes. Send in your best consequences that don't involve breaking the law or getting canceled. And uh, I'll make sure <laughs> that that's what happens to Kyle when I inevitably beat him in the month of January. 2021's my year! Can I pick Royal yeah, Caribbean as get... my stock? Is it too late? <laughs> <laughs> I can never lose to the... Uh... The random stock if i just pick the random stock right if if you just pick the random stock that that is that is that's, that's technically funny. correct which as futurama would say is the best kind of correct i just remembered my uh my more options uh contribution oh yeah what is it more options than henry Wu at a frog park henry Wu at a f- frog park yeah yeah it's a thinker Assume you're not a Jurassic Park fan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, was 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 Henry Wu the uh, the Asian geneticist? Yes, he was the one who spliced the frog DNA into the dinosaurs. Oh shit! That's the nerdiest thing we've said on this podcast. (laughs) This is nerdy. I I thought it would be for me. (laughs) I thought it would be for me, but but no, no, it was not. And you judge my options jokes. Wow. I, I was intentionally trying to make it as bad as I could. <laughs> oh. All right. All right. Have a great week, folks. Happy trading. We'll see you next time in the China shop. Bye, folks.
Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. That's chime.com slash goals 24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.